0: Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges to reach their goals. I'm your host, Carlo Cervorio. Hey, it's Carlo here from Business Launch Podcast. I am here with my good friend, Kevin Noir. I've known Kevin for four or five years now, I'd say. Is that right, Kev? Yeah,
1: that's part of that, right?
0: Um, kids play sports together and gotten to know each other that way. You're the founder of a few companies now, right? Is that correct? Elevate Money and partner of Real Side Capital. So tell us a brief introduction of your history, of your working environment and all the way to owning your
1: own businesses yeah look uh, yeah like you said i am the founder of a couple of businesses or co-founders i do have some very important partners that i work with Uh, elevate money is they're both financial services businesses elevate money uh, has a series of uh, international equity funds as well as a retail super fund called elevate super which you know is a system they're, they are sustainable super funds that are really trying to cater to Gen X's millennials or anyone who really cares about where their super money is going in terms of um, not just making good investments, but also sustainable ones that are good for the world. So that's what we're trying to do with Elevate. Um, awesome. I also helped found a business called Real Side Capital, which is it. we have a, a flagship fund. It does a bunch of things, but really, it's a structured credit fund where we're lending money to different types of companies, growth companies who need some short term capital, et cetera. So that's a that's more debt product. So we'll talk about those businesses later on. But yeah. in terms of my journey, look, where does that, where do we need to start? I grew up in Sydney in the western suburbs, pretty had a pretty humble life, to be honest. Really happy childhood. My parents were immigrants. They worked hard, so I didn't see much of them uh, during the week because they were always working. So really, my sister and I had to really be sustainable ourselves and, and be self-sufficient for, for a lot, so I grew up pretty quickly. Tell um, me about it. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed my childhood too. I was happy. Life was simple back then. You go to school, you see your mates after school, you do some homework. And then you might go out the front yard or play cricket or something like that. And there was no such thing as devices or anything like that. The world was much simpler. And-
0: Tell me about it. All my kids are like so fixated on all their devices. Back in the days, we just go outside, go play in the front yard, backyard, go play different sports. But now it's like the new world is coming to, I think, new generation. Yeah, that's right. Of kids.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right. I think it's, Striving a little bit off topic here, but certainly the onus is on us as parents to to get our kids active and get them outdoors and not just rely on iPads and gaming devices to keep them busy. That's the challenge for all of us as parents. That's true. I think growing up with a reasonably humble beginnings, that's probably what gave me the drive to succeed and work hard. I went to high school out in Sefton High School, which is a high school out near Bankstown. I did pretty well at school, so I ended up doing a commerce law degree at UNSW in Kensington. Yeah. So I really actually enjoyed both the sort of accounting finance side as well as the legal side, because they were both different types of, I guess, disciplines in terms of you know, both math- mathematical but logical thinking as well as far as the law. That's true. Uh, but I never became a lawyer. I I, I always loved numbers. I always liked. Um, economics and finance. So that's where I wanted my career to go. Uh, So I started as a grad at a US investment bank called JP Morgan. Um,
0: That was here in Sydney, right? Yeah, that was
1: here in Sydney. Yep. 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 And so I ended up staying at JP Morgan for eight years, actually, doing mergers and acquisitions and equity and capital markets, derivatives as well. And then my journey took me to Hong Kong with J.P. Morgan, where I stayed with them for a year or so. But then I then joined the buy side, which is for layman speak, is really just the investment side of the world where I joined a U.S. hedge fund called Stark Investments, and nice. they were a, an investor in all types of assets, and that's really what sort of spurned my love for investing and getting to that side of the business. And that's what sort of led me onto this journey of coming back home. I spent almost a decade in Hong Kong, and when I came back home, uh, I really wanted to be still part of that business, still part of the buy side, still involved in investing, but also obviously then thinking about how I do that in my own way.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so how did you transition to starting your own business? Uh, what was, what spurred you on to get to to be the founders of a few companies now so.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was any one sort of single event. It was really just a natural evolution of my working career. When you work for a large organisation as J.P. Morgan, you learn a lot, you meet a lot of people and it's a great foundation for your career. But you also see the flaws and frustrations when it comes to being part of a massive business. So in how they service their clients, how how that sort of work-life balance can stifle employees so i wanted to really be more in control of my life and so going into my own business and choosing my partners was a great way to control my own destiny and have a really larger say in how we treat our customers and satisfying what i wanted both professionally and personally
0: yeah that's a great way to to start your own business picking and choosing who you actually want to do business with
1: yeah yeah you look at It's an important thing. I think most people don't go it alone. There's always a partnership of some sort. It's hard to build a business on your own. And I've always found that you need good partners and choosing the right partners is difficult because you want to choose people, but at the same time, you don't necessarily want them to be your best friends either. um, because You don't want business to supersede your friendship. Uh, So it is finding that balance of the right people with the right complementary skill sets for each other as well so that you are helping each other out in different fields.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What were the big wins early on that you made you realise that this business is going to work for you?
1: Yeah, the building financial services business is a long-term game. It's a hard slog. So I don't think there were necessarily big wins per se but more incremental things. So when you start think, when you start getting traction from customers, when you're starting getting really good feedback from customers that they like the product, they like the service, and also when you get external validation from other people, for example, people that you raise money with, yeah. and as the business just really organically grows. So that just really encourages you to keep going, even when you face the many speed bumps that you do when you have your own business. Uh, So I think it's just little incremental things that sort of build upon the business and give you confidence as a founder to keep going. Yeah, that's awesome. On the flip side,
0: what events happened where you weren't like sure if the business would survive like having that little teething problems, but you figured out Mm -hmm. a way to pull through?
1: Yeah, like like I said, I, I touched on speed bumps in the previous question. I think there's always issues that come up as you're launching a business or starting to grow a business. So again, it comes back to the people you end up starting to work with. You make sure you have complementary skill sets. Each of you, whilst working together, can also divide and conquer and and tackle problems individually as you make decisions together. I think that's really important because I found one person can't do it all, or it's very challenging for one person to do it all because it just takes, it sucks up so much of your own personal time and and uh, it's hard enough to grow a business with partners. So yeah. I admire the people who can actually do it themselves. But I, I think one of the largest challenges of many startup businesses, if not all of them, are funding. That's You've got to really ensure that the business is well-funded to keep going, ensure that you've got enough working capital, especially in the initial stages as you build the business and you're waiting for the revenue to come in like I said, this is especially the case for financial Financial services services, because, yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of initial investment required upfront. It's both a people business as well as a highly regulated industry. So you really got to have adequate funding to play the long game.
0: That's a really good answer. What makes your business venture stand out from your competitors?
1: Yeah, look, It's hard to make financial services stand out. They're not the, you're not always going to be top of mind for people. People obviously care about their money. They want to see their money grow. They want to make good investments to build wealth for their future, for their retirement, for their children. But as people get on in life, get on with their life day to day, they're not thinking about financial services. No, they're not uh, day to day thinking about getting the groceries getting to work taking the kids to school and then in terms of purchasing decisions again investing is not something most people uh, want to think about frankly because there's far more enjoyment from buying a new pair of sneakers or looking at cars or et cetera. whereas actually thinking about your wealth thinking about growing your wealth is just as important if not more important it's just that most people don't have the time or expertise to do it so what we wanted to do with our businesses is really you know especially on the elevate side is to really create products that were simple understand for customers and would really resonate with them so that customers really bought into the concept and really said oh this is a real product for me i want to invest in a super fund for example that cares about the environment and cares about labor practices and cares about gender equality etc so, really creating products that resonate with people such that I think we can build something that differentiates ourselves from other financial services out there. For the business. Really, just... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's go like for
0: that. the standard superannuation businesses out there. I guess you guys are like, have a specific niche for different people.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're trying to appeal to people who not only want to generate wealth and retirement returns but really want their money to be invested in in good businesses that are sound from a sustainability perspective so yeah. for example we wouldn't invest in firearms yeah. or tobacco businesses as an example right yeah because that's not what our investors want us to yeah. do
0: it's a really good niche market i think you got there what motivates you daily I think,
1: yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I think for me, it's really just building something that can be sustainable as a business. Creating businesses that will hopefully be there for the long term and they can, that serves a particular market and serves a particular customer. So day-to-day, it's really about achieving short-term goals. But I really, I guess what motivates me daily is just doing that professionally so that personally, I'm a happier person and you feel enriched and satisfied. So that's probably, you can't really separate professional and personal life when you're a founder of a business, you've got to make sure that what you do is enriching because that makes you then a happier person, which makes you hopefully a better person in your personal life.
0: (laughs) Uh, Being a founder, like is that 24 seven business thinking of it? Yeah, it
1: can be. Yeah. At, At times it can be, which is, you know, it's funny talked about controlling your own destiny as a founder you certainly do that you have the final say in most things um, along with your partners the flip side of that is you constantly thinking about the business and and worrying and stressing at times and yeah it is uh, the flip side to being it's not it's very different to being an employee where you have the luxury of uh, shutting off when you leave work or you have a weekend yeah so it's different yeah
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's one, I think a, a few founders that I've spoken to, uh, they're always constantly thinking about what's next or how to improve the actual business itself. I'm glad you've got a
1: bit more balance in your side. Yeah, you have to try. It all goes back to finding that right balance professionally and personally, like I said. Yeah, one of the reasons I... actually wanted to build businesses was actually to be able to manage my life better when you're in control and you can be always sometimes very busy at times but when you're at least in control of your businesses you can prioritize more you can emphasize where you need the business to go and what you need to what needs to happen but you also have hopefully some ability to say i need this time off as well or i need to have dinner with my family or whatever and control that aspect of it, yeah. yeah that's really good.
0: Influencers, who are your influences growing up or like even in business or even outside of business?
1: Yeah, I've, look, I, I don't know. I don't know if these are the most obvious answers. I guess they are. I think my parents obviously were big influences to me. I think, like I said earlier, they were immigrants. They worked really hard. And I think for them, for uh, from them, I learned the work ethic. I learned that nothing comes unless you work at it and really push through things and work hard. And also, obviously, learning qualities like humility, taking care of other people, taking care of your customers that come through in business, things like that. So, there's a lot of life skills that we all learn from our parents. We all but, uh, from our parents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I think. Um, I think my parents, I was very close to them. So I think they were really obviously big influences on me, both professionally and personally, actually. I think in terms of professional, it's hard to say. I think you can pick and choose from various people. It's probably, I don't know if they were influences. There's certain admiration I certainly have for certain business people. I think someone like Steve Jobs and his marketing prowess It's just amazing what he created with that Apple brand. And I think Warren Buffett is someone I admire because of his, not only his investment acumen, but his longevity, how he's been doing this for 60, 70 years of his life. And he's just has an astonishing track record in making money for people. And then as opposed to the people, I'd probably admire business models. How people have created businesses like Amazon and Uber and google and youtube and things like that i think we we live at the forefront of technology now and some of these businesses are just mind-blowing how big they are but how much they've grown and how much they've changed our lives so i think that's probably admiration more than anything in terms of how i think about that sort of stuff yeah and i think the last leg of it is really just I, i see people like bill gates and mackenzie scott and people like that who they're multi billionaires, some of the richest people in the world. But their their philanthropy and the fact yes. that they're donating all their, I think that's pretty inspirational yeah, too.
0: That's absolutely true. They've given away majority of their wealth and yeah, making, that's right. Yeah, making it then in making it a better place. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, well,
1: look, I know that some people are cynical about all that sort of stuff, but I just think they've chosen a path in terms of what they want to do with their money and. You can agree or disagree with some of the causes that they've supported, but I think just the philanthropy alone is something to be admired, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Going forward, what big goals do you Um, have for your businesses in the next three to 10 years?
1: Yeah, look, I think pretty humble goals. I think we just want to grow them to the point where we believe they're sustainable businesses going forward. That Not necessarily they run themselves, They get to a size where, you know, we're achieving the goals for both our customers and our employees, you know, that our customers are getting a great service, they're getting hopefully good investment returns, and our employees feel satisfied and part of a business that they want to be at for the long term. So that's really it. I don't really think about the size of the business or anything. I think that will come with it. If you do all the right things, the small things, then the bigger things will just happen, I think. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. How many people do you have or work for both businesses at the moment?
1: Yeah, so for Elevate, we have 10 people. And in the broader real-side business, there's probably uh, close to 20 people, yeah. Growing, yeah. Yeah, um, slowly but surely, yeah.
0: What's your top three advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners out there?
1: Yeah, look, I think, what I touched on earlier, I think the first one is to be well-funded or have a funding plan in place, know where you need capital from. So whether it's yourself, whether you're going to raise money from family and friends initially or from more sophisticated investors, really have that sort of bedded down so you're not distracted with raising money while you're trying to build the business. Yeah, I know that's easier said than done, but if you can do that then I think that's a one big factor that you can sort of park in the corner. But I think the second one was really just knowing your customer needs. Like, what does the customer really want? And then you build your business around that. I think a lot of people obviously can build a business where, example, for something like Google, obviously they built something that they knew or well, that they believed customers would want, but it was a new product but many businesses are all about just understanding what the customer needs and giving them something that, you know, that they need or they want better guys. So it's really just, so I would say a real focus on the customer. Yeah. And I think the third thing is really just your employees. I think treating them right making sure that you're building a team, uh, particularly if you're in a business that relies on people, uh, building a team that really feels like they're part of the business. Because again, one person can't do it alone. One management team can't do it alone. You need a whole firm of people to really grow your business. And I think it's building that right culture and having the buy-in of employees is really important. Yeah, I think
0: that's a big factor in growing any business business for all those three three advice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think whatever industry, I think all those principles should be pretty similar.
0: Yeah. How do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to have?
1: Oh look mate, no, <laughs> no real legacy. I don't think about my life like that. I think if there's really any legacy, it's really like most parents is to just really be there for my children so they remember me as a good father a good person a good husband in terms of impacting the world now i don't aspire to such monumental (laughs) thoughts i guess it's just a really a case of just enjoying your time here uh, gaining happiness both professionally and personally so that's my goal day to day and you know my end goal really yeah.
0: this nice, simple, and just the true Kevin that I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, look, I, I think you can make life far too complicated at times. And it's hard enough finding things in your life to to make you happy and make you feel rewarded and enriched every day so that you are a better person, so that you can become a better friend or better yeah. father or better husband. Yeah. So I think that's challenging enough without aspiring to more than that
0: last question a fun question mm. anyway if you could yeah. recommend one book for our listeners out there what would it be and why
1: yeah good question look i oh, probably like most people i'm time paul and i don't get to read as much as i do as i like to but two books that i've read in the last couple of years which fall into the same category there's a book called range by david Epstein and another book called Norwich by Karen Krause. Nice. And those two books are really, they talk about the same topic, right? They talk about widening our experiences, trying new things, and looking at situations with different lenses um, so that when we ultimately do something, whether it's choose a career, play a sport, undergo a hobby, those experiences have shaped us and those different situations actually help us focus and problem solve and give us perspective in actually how we deal with different situations. So they make us actually better at what we do, if that makes any sense.
0: Makes I'll give you sense.
1: a few examples. It's like when you're, Norwich is a book, actually, it's a really unique book about athletes that are from this small town in the northeast of the US. Yeah. I can't recall how many people live in this town, but they have a disproportionate amount of Olympians, particularly in winter sports. That come from that town, and the reason is not because they focus kids on sport really early on in their age, or the parents are in their lives pushing them into sports. It's quite the opposite. It's the fact that the kids are outdoors. They try tons of different sports as kids. The pressure, the parents don't put any pressure on them, but they just naturally find their right sport and find the right groove. And because they're always outside, they're skiing, they're they're skating, they play ice hockey. And it's generated this community where kids just become very good athletes just because they've tried lots of different things as they were children. Um, So so I think it's these types of books, I like them because they teach, particularly me as a father, not to pigeonhole my own children, give them wide experiences, let them try things, and whatever passion that they choose to go with or passions, then they'll become better at it because they've had different experiences. And I think it's, it allows you to enjoy your childhood a lot more as well, as opposed to a kid that focuses on playing one instrument from the age of three, whether they like it or not, because the parents push them. So I think it can be about your children. It can be about business as well, because I think lots of entrepreneurs have become really successful, not because They've had one necessarily single great idea at the start, but because they've brought a wealth of different experiences and challenges into a business and had years or decades of growth and failures as well, which has shaped their thinking, right? So, yeah. So, that's anyway, that's a very long answer into your fun question, but I would (laughs) highly recommend those two books, yeah.
0: I'll definitely go have a look at it in read it as well so thank you very much again kev for coming on and being part of the podcast if people want to get in touch with you or where can i point them to if they want to ask a question or anything like that or where yeah want you want to learn can about your on
1: our, yeah on my two websites that i'm involved with the first one's ElevateMoney.com.au, and then the other one is RealSide.com.au.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much again, Kevin. And I'll let you know when the
1: show drops. Okay. Thanks very much, Carlo. Okay. Appreciate your time.
0: You've been listening to the Business Launch Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency Thank you and have a great day.